Hello, welcome to the next edition of Fixed Interests, where we're going to discuss Central America, specifically the countries we cover in the CAFTA DR trade area. My name is Todd Martinez, and I'm a senior director and co-head of the Americas in the Sovereign Ratings team. And I'm happy to be joined by Carlos Morales, a director in our team who's lead on Mexico and also focuses on Central America. So it's an interesting time to look at Central America. It's a subregion in which we've seen a pretty negative ratings trend in the decade before the pandemic, with downgrades in almost all cases, except in the DR, which we upgraded. But now, remarkably, we're seeing a pretty positive rating story. So far this year, we've upgraded Guatemala and then Costa Rica by two notches. El Salvador's recent upgrade followed a default, but it got to a level that indicates less concern than we had uh, before last year. And Nicaragua and DR have stable outlooks, but there's also some positive trends to discuss in each. So, Carlos, let's kick things off by looking at the region as a whole. The upward rating momentum in the region seems to reflect pretty strong economic recoveries, which a lot of these countries delivered despite the fact that they delivered smaller policy stimulus than a lot of their South American peers. And that strong recovery seems to have spilled over into the public finances. So given this seems to be a pretty common theme across the region, are there any common threads that explain it in your view? Thanks, Todd. As you say, we have been quite surprised by last year's economic performance. Most of the countries in Central America had a rather limited policy stimulus through the pandemic, but this did not prevent a speedy recovery across the countries within the region. There are many underlying factors that benefited activity given the rather different economic characteristics of each country, but I think a common thread was a rather positive external environment that has benefited the region through different economic channels. Firstly, remittances continue to grow at a rather rapid pace, particularly for Guatemala and Nicaragua, where these flows support domestic consumption. Secondly, tourism, which was unsurprisingly the most affected sector through the pandemic, has seen a swift recovery, particularly in the Dominican Republic, where arrivals have surged past the 2019 levels. And finally, external demand for exports have been particularly strong. In Costa Rica, we see a clear divergence between the dynamic activity in the free trade zone activities and manufacturing destined for exports relative to those sectors focused inwardly. Even in El Salvador, that is the the laggard on this group of countries, we've seen a very strong strong fiscal performance over the past year. One thing that we will focus this year is the anticipated change from the tailwinds we saw over last year to potential headwinds as we anticipate a slowdown of the U.S. economic growth. Great. That's interesting. So maybe we can dive right into some specific countries, and I think a great place to start will be Costa Rica which has turned turned into a clear turnaround story in the region that was that we reflected in a very rare two-notch upgrade earlier this year. So Carlos, what were the drivers behind that very positive outcome for Costa Rica and is there any more potential positive uh, rating momentum ahead? As you mentioned, we upgraded Costa Rica to double B minus from B, a rare two-notch upgrade as you mentioned, uh, to reflect a swift reversal of the continuous fiscal deterioration that we had seen over the past decade. And I would like highlight two reasons. One is a strong reversal from high primary fiscal deficits to a surplus last year, not seen since 2008. The government implemented a fiscal rule center around expenditure growth, which has become increasingly binding, but has not weakened the authorities' resolve to improve Costa Rica's fiscal stance. This led to a pivot on the debt upward trajectory, which we now project on a gradual decline. Secondly, is the improved prospects for budget financing. We have always been cautious on the political fragmentation in Congress, 
which takes particular importance in Costa Rica, as any external liability has to be approved by two-thirds of Congress. This has resulted in delayed approvals for external debt issuances and cancellations of multilateral lending. Last year, the Legislative Assembly approved issuances of up to $5 billion over the next three years, which greatly improves the prospects for the government's financing capacity and reduces the reliance on local market. One thing that we will be focused going forward is on external pressures. The international reserves have been on a quite a weak spot uh, given the limited government external financing capacity and adverse commodity prices. However, we have seen a strong rever reversal of these two pressure points in the past months. Now moving on to another positive story, Guatemala. Guatemala has always struck me as a place where things change very little in terms of the macro data, for better or worse. So given that, why the upgrade for Guatemala? Yeah, the upgrade to double B from double B minus of, on Guatemala is the strong fiscal economic recovery that we were positively surprised uh, through the post-pandemic recovery of real GDP, which was one of the fastest in, last, in Latin America. Fiscal deficits and debt uh, also remain one of the lowest in the double B category, as the fiscal stand has benefited from improved tax collection. Revenue collection has always been a concern in, in Guatemala, given that uh, it has a very low level. Uh, however, the positive economic recovery coupled with government effort to tackle evasion has led to increased tax collection. The one constraint on the ratings is the exceptionally weak governance scores, which have deteriorated further in recent years and low human development indicators. One thing that we will be paying close attention is the general elections that will be held next June. As always, we see high uncertainty on the outcome of the presidential elections. However, we do not anticipate a radical change on the macroeconomic framework that we have seen over the past decade. Great. And I think Guatemala is a great segue into Dominican Republic because both of those sovereigns a year ago were rated double B minus. But whereas we upgraded Guatemala, we have not done so for Dominican Republic. So what's the missing ingredient for the Dominican Republic, which is you know largely seen as potentially a positive story in the region? What are we uh, holding out on? Definitely. First, on the, on the positive trends that we've seen in the, the Dominican Republic, I would highlight a very convincing growth story, one of the highest growths in Latin America, uh, along there with Panama. And it has benefited from many things. So one is the tourism recovery uh, we spoke earlier, but also free trade zones have uh, been quite active with some positive uh, or potential from nearshoring prospects and investment projects around the Pueblo Viejo gold mine. We have also seen an improve on governance scores uh, and anecdotal evidence points toward great vaccination campaign, a lowering of the red tape and improved data governance, uh, which underpins this improvement. So why are we more cautious on the DR and other countries? I think for one is that we have yet to see the strong economic performance translate in an improved fiscal position. It's not necessarily a weak spot, but current fiscal projections point towards a gradual increase of the debt coupled with relatively high interest to revenue ratios. The country has relatively low tax revenue. And also we've seen that subsidies continue to constrain or prevent a better fiscal performance. Another concern would be the external sector where the Dominican Republic relies on energy imports and external bond financing. These trends are not necessarily something that would deteriorate our view, but something that we will be following closely.
Thanks, Carlos. And last of all, let's talk about the weak link in the region, El Salvador. Um, you know, we recently called El Salvador's debt swap with its private pension funds to be a default. Um, but at the same time, the sovereign defied the skeptics and paid on its global bonds earlier this year. And we also um, upgraded El Salvador to a low triple C plus rating, but that is a level that is higher than it was several months ago, considering somewhat less concern on our part. So what helped El Salvador achieve that result? We first downgraded El Salvador to restricted default to signal that the pension-related debt exchange, as you mentioned, was indeed a default event. And then subsequently, we upgraded the rating to triple C plus following the completion of the exchange. So first, the government exchange debt issued directly to private pension funds under domestic law for new financial instruments, which were outlined by the pension reform approved last year. The exchange involved an adverse change in terms via the extension of maturities and the addition of a grace period on the majority of the public securities uh, that were exchanged. In our view, the operation was aimed at reducing the sovereign financing needs given the tight financing constraints and current financial stress. The upgrade of El Salvador's rating to triple C plus after the completion of the exchange reflects our view that a default event is no longer probable, but it does remain a possibility, which explains a rather low rating. Nevertheless, we have seen an improved vote in fiscal and external liquidity following the payment of sizable global bond amortizations earlier in the year and, as I mentioned, the completion of the pension debt exchange. However, financial conditions remain very tight given constrained market access and high reliance on domestic short-term debt. Thank you, Carlos. So we'll end there. Thanks a lot for your insights. And thanks to our listeners for tuning in. And for more on Central America, you can access our research on our website at www.fitchratings.com.